But I ain't done much healing. Hello. <laughs> it's us. How are you? Um, hello. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to Runaway Brains. With A and K. That stands for Autumn. And Kaylin. The fact that we so naturally came up with our intro just shows how fucking natural and talented we are. Not just Wow, the- I'm so talented. I think it's because the I'm DJ so talent. <laughs> same thing okay so today um let me pull up we today i've decided our topic's pretty much just going to be music we're going to keep this a relatively shorter episode because we got things to do (laughs) i'll cut it out ha i'll cut it out okay i need to cut it out cut it out i literally told you we have to have merch that says cut it out Mm-hmm. it's no you said it was edited out edited it out i like that because it's really hard to say and only i can say it out edit it out i can say it to you bitch doesn't sound as cool as me it's like um billy what are you doing shut up you bitch brent warren is one of the greatest comedians of our generation now listen here's what's gonna happen you're gonna take me to olive garden you're buying i'm gonna color they got good crayons there. They're like, I'm a Gentile. I'm a Gentile! Listen, Miss Hagathorn. <laughs> You've been playing games, Miss Hagathorn. <laughs> okay, so we're at question number four. Oh my god, this is... I, di- I swear to fuck, I did not plan this. The question is, when is the last time you sung to yourself? Oh wait, oh no, that's not... That's question number five, I misread it. Um... Damn it. That would have been perfect. We're talking about music. Okay, but no, number four is what would constitute a perfect day for you? Which technically we could still springboard into the topic of music. Um, I'm going to let you go first because normally I go first. Okay. So honestly, a perfect day for me. No, it's like it's weird because I have like very like I very much have two sides of me where I could either I could say, oh, the perfect day is having like a really busy day or Mm -hmm. a day where I literally just sit inside. It's raining outside and just read a book. Yeah. And just listen to like soothing music. Um, Petrichor by God, I forgot his name. Dang it. I it's like something he in. He has a song mm-hmm. called Petrichor. It's so good. It's just okay. it's just an instrumental song and it's oh, like yeah. so nice. And the name of the song is literally the smell of the earth after it rains. That's, that's like the name the, of the song? That's like but what Petrichor means. Oh, that's really interesting. Right. Wow. And it's just it's a really nice song. So like I could easily say, oh, going out with friends and just having a, a busy yeah. day where we go out just wrecking the town or staying home, reading a book, listening to music, having some nice hot tea with milk and like hot just tea. relaxing. No, literally tea with milk is so soothing. That's like my period. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm on my period, yeah. I always have tea with milk. I don't have soothes. a period anymore for the next three years. Really? Why? I have an IUD. It is a the kind of birth control that goes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm scared of perm like more permanent birth control. Yeah, everyone says that, and like a lot of people uh, were very discouraging. But so far, I've had a very good experience with it. No, I've heard a lot of people with like really yeah. good experiences. They say so. The worst part of it is um, the procedure or l- l- the insertion of it, basically, because. You take this pill the night before that essentially is supposed to quote ripen you your cervix essentially yeah like dilate you so that it's easier for it to go because 
the reason it's really hard for women who haven't given birth yet is because your cervix, like nothing goes through that, um, like so place right between exactly. It's like in, in the way, way back, like near your fucking fallopian tubes. I don't know science. Um, but fallopian the, tubes. yeah, so it takes about like less than five minutes and, for me I'm very prone to stomach pain like I have a lot of like problems with digestion I have a lot of like gastrointestinal problems like you see me at work like I throw up a lot I'm just very yeah. prone to it it's how I've always been so I'm very used to stomach pain and that's essentially what the procedure was it was just like a really really painful cramp however what's difficult is when you get home from it that's when the pain really sets in. Why do you say so that? So when I got home, because I was dating this guy at the time, and then I get home and him and I are like cuddling and I start like crying because I'm like, oh, fuck, this hurts so bad. And it hurts for the next couple hours and then next day you're fine. But nothing's ever been in that part of your body, much less like a piece of plastic or whatever the hell it's made of, you know. So it, it's almost like settling in. And, um, so it was really, really painful. I put like a hot water bottle on my, uh, like stomach, like my lower abdomen to sort of ease the pain. But yeah, so what I say it was worth though, absolutely. Some people have bad experiences. I've had a pretty good experience ever since then. There's been no issues at all. There's been no misplacement. It's really awesome not having my period. Like when I was talking to my friend Katie about it, she was like, I would feel like disconnected from my womanhood. Like sometimes I feel connected to my femininity when I have my period. And I was like, oh, yeah, I you know, really. and I was like, I guess I get that. But for me um, personally, in the beginning, it was very easy to get used to because it was just no hassle. Mm -hmm. I don't have to buy tampons. I don't have to, I maybe have to buy... I don't, I don't buy pads. I have some that I use whenever. This is a very gross discussion. So if any of our male coworkers are listening to this, I deeply apologize. We are so sorry. But I have Sam, a funny story. Shout out to Sam. Sorry. I know you listen to our podcast. You're a real one. Sorry that you, you had Sam. to listen to this. We love, he's so fucking nice. Sam is like, he's amazing. It's so funny. Like at first I thought like he was standoffish. Dumb. Not oh. dumb. Oh, I, I thought he was dumb. <laughs> he was so wrong. I mean, I feel like he was very much like reserved not yeah. I thought he was like way different and I thought he was going to be like because we went to the same high school I've seen guys that look like him at my school and usually they're like really big douches yeah but he's literally totally the sweetest that. heart like he has such a sweetheart and I feel like half the time I'm, I'm annoying him but he still just amuse like he plays along with it, which is I really love. Appreciating. He, he's such an easy. I, laugh. I really appreciate it. So I say, I'm really appreciating. <laughs> yeah, he's really great. Um, I remember I said to him one day. <laughs> I was like, I was so wrong about you. I thought you were just like dumb and shallow. He's like, why did you think I was dumb and shallow? <laughs> With his like stoner voice. He he sounds high constantly. I know. It's really funny and endearing though. He's a pothead, definitely. But I had another friend who used to like smoke on the staircase between classes. That's I'm getting mixed funny. with them. Dude, that's savage. You know, literally they would dead ass smoke and reek of weed going yeah. into class anyways so you were talking about when you're on your period you like hot tea and music yeah so that's i actually we liked at. this period conversation i had like a few oh yeah oh my god oh well to finish that little thing off because i really liked perfect that topic day. for a yeah. second the perfect day i was talking about the period stuff i love talking about period stuff that's Is that really weird? fucking yeah i mean it, i'm not gonna judge you for it but as far as the fact that you enjoy it, I am going to chuckle at you a little bit. I meant enjoy it as in, like, it's relief. 
Oh, that's Lawan. Let's tell him we're like a call-in guest. Hello, Lawan Martiz Chassing. Hey. Um, no, I called you because I thought Kaylin was bailing. Say hi, Kaylin. Hi. I thought Kaylin was bailing on me because she was like an hour late. But you're actually, so her and I are actually recording a podcast right now. So do you want to say hello to our fans? Hi, fans. Hi, fans. (laughs) We have a call-in guest right now. Uh, His name is Luan Martiz Chesting. Luan, we're on question number four of the 36 questions that lead to love, and we're wondering, what would be your idea of a perfect day? I literally love that. You sounded like a a radio. Yeah. One where I die in the very beginning so I don't have to fucking face the rest of my day. Well, that is dark. You could have gone anywhere in your imagination with that, and you decide suicide. Which is... <laughs> but honestly, like, I relate. I relate. She said, honestly, I relate. After my boyfriend, who is yeah, a DJ, dumped me, like, I really need to kill myself. Oh, what did you say, sir? I'm sorry. said, finally, someone who gets it. <laughs> finally, someone who gets it. Yeah, I got you, Luan. But yeah, so are you doing okay? Are you doing... Are you litty? Yeah. Um, no, I'm at, the, I'm at the shop right now. Oh, re- real quick question, Luan. Have you listened to our podcast? Mm-mm. Big I'm, fan. Uh, I've been really... Oh, on the second episode that we're about to upload on Monday, we actually mention you. Oh, wow. Oh, well. Granted, we do a lot of name drops, <laughs> so you're just one of the few. Um, but I think you were the first one we brought up, because I was talking about uh, like how we have really long conversations, and then I said, what if you just had a tape recording that every hour and a half was just like, yeah, that's funny, Autumn. Oh, you're totally right. Just because I can talk for like ever. Yeah, that's funny, Autumn. You're totally right. Oh my god. <laughs> it has been confirmed. Oh, that was an amazing joke. Oh my god, joke. look how that blew up because of my laugh. <laughs> I am so sorry. All right, well, we are going to continue. Uh, thanks for calling in, caller. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to continue filming, or not filming, recording our podcast. Pretty soon you're going to be <laughs> a guest on our podcast. It'll be great. Okay, well, I forgot what I was going to say other than have a lovely, lovely, Lovely evening, Luan Martiz Chastang. How are you as well? <laughs> Bye. Hopping right back into the conversation. Yes. I like talking about periods is because it's taboo to talk about. One where I die at the beginning. <laughs> one where I... Okay, can we like literally like talk about that for a second? Like yeah, The sure. one where... I love that. <laughs> I was I love like, the angst. one where I die at the beginning. I do a really He's good such an impression. angsty boy. He's such an ex. He's an e boy. He's, he's an e boy. <laughs> oh my god! Luan. I mean, his hair's not completely split down the middle, mm. but it does frame each side of his face. Uh, he's he's a beautiful, beautiful boy. He's cute. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Anyways, that's a whole other movie that we're gonna talk about called Beautiful Boy. I don't know if you've seen it. No, Timothy I have not. Chalamet. Wa- I love Timothy. Chalamet. I love Timothy Chalamet. He's my biggest celebrity crush of all. I fucking literally time. saw him in Interstellar, like when he was in there, and I was like, "Who is that youngin?" cute ass boy motherfucker him and harry styles i really need them to kiss oh and then my gay heart can my be god oh my god niagara falls my literally rate. i need them in a movie together <gasps> i need the harry styles in a short film with you and i <laughs> but anyways so were you done with the whole perfect day thing yeah that's how i do it we, we actually should have call in guest for our calling guest okay i have like 12 calling guests every single time we do a podcast the only Mm -hmm. i feel like the only reason why i haven't gotten a call because i haven't talked to my friends all day i feel like their phone's been dead yeah 
which is kind of a blessing because mm. then they would interrupt probably every five minutes saying yo bitch for sure anyways so you went for a different approach about the perfect day question that i did i was gonna do something that was very outlandish like very unrealistic i was just gonna say my idea of like idealistic perfect day would be like Hanging out with Five Seconds of Summer, playing air guitar, doing uh, writing a song with Harry Styles up in the studio, fucking Halsey, fucking Timothy Chalamet. Can I, can I have an orgy? Or, is it orgy or orgy? It's orgy. Okay. Because uh, I, hear, I hear people say orgy, and I'm just like, that, do, that does not those sound are right. fucking idiots. What, what did Sam say that? No, no, I'm kidding. I love Sam. Stop. I love Don't Sam. attack Sam. On, on. Uh, this podcast is... This is turning into We Love Sam. Yeah. The Sam Defense The name squad. of this dude. You know what? He's We're so real. He is the only coworker who has listened to the entirety of our podcast. Catherine so did too. Not the whole thing. Oh, she, she told me. Okay. So that means that we're going to name this podcast after Sam as a big old shout out. This is this podcast is going to be called We Love Sam. Whatever his, is his last name Martinez. I have no idea, but the fact that he's Hispanic and that's like the first name you gravitate towards. I'm going to say he's racist. Fuck you. I was asking that because I'm pretty sure I saw that on the schedule, you bitch. It literally, it's probably Martinez. Yeah. But let's just say it's this I Love Sam Club. Melanie Martinez. Oh Don't my know. God. Her oh, new album. I haven't listened to it yet. I've been too scared. Have you seen the entire, like, then you haven't seen the movie. No, it's I want so to see good. it though. She's so what is your take on that whole thing where she was accused of rape? Oh, that was totally like it had so many holes in the story. Total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was sketchy at the very least. But yeah, my perfect day, I would say, would be just hanging out with my favorite um, musicians. Hanging out with Cody Ko and Noah Miller. Whoo! Yes, that's my day for sure. But there's a good segue into music talking about Melanie Martinez. So... I have been wanting so long to have someone who's very unique, like a very unique musician in the spotlight. And she's so creative and she's kind of been, I don't like that. I feel like she would have eventually become the way Billie Eilish is hyped up right now. But to me, I think Melanie Martinez is more deserving of the hype that Billie is getting. I love Billie Eilish. I like her first album more than her <coughs> second one, even though her second one still does have, I think, it's weird. Some people blow up while others don't. Molly yeah. Martinez is honestly hurt. You have She's to listen amazing. to the new album. Yeah. It is so good. It is so creative. It's crazy. And then the movie she did that she directed herself and produced yeah. is just... Melanie Martinez, I love her to death because she... If you watch the thing, she goes off... like She talks about very important issues with hitting puberty and growing up, but also other things such as misogyny and sexism yeah. and like gender roles Which, and she um, talks about a whole bunch of different quick stuff quick like side note did you see that uh video nightmare by halsey no i have not oh watched the my video god yet. it is amazing i'll show it to you after this podcast i'll put a uh a never mind yes i have yes i yeah. have i keep a record of the records in my life great song it's great like, video i don't know the song i'm like okay with i think it's iconic but anyways melanie martinez speaking of iconic um, mm -hmm. What I love about her is she's unabashedly herself. Yeah. She is so much more creative than any anyone else anyone else in the industry could even dream oh, shoot. of. We didn't, we didn't check what time we started. No, I set both a timer and a uh, stopwatch so Perfect. we can see how long. Okay. What's special about her is, first of all, I love how much she commits to her theme 
of yeah. Crybaby. Um, she has such a huge like concept. I know personally because I tried to sort of make a concept for my like identity as an artist and my album and like whatever I'm trying to do, which I know is going to take a very long time. Coming up with a solid concept with legs and a foundation that really like the word I'm looking for is like fully formed you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. there's no holes in it it's it's foolproof it's well thought out you know what I mean by it has legs yeah and her concept has legs and it it absolutely is like very fully formed it's a mature well-developed that's the right word I'm looking for like very well-developed and strong concept that she has done an amazing job coming up with all these incredible metaphors like mrs potato head is so great and this and you're gonna really love the new album because like literally all the songs are just metaphors for different things that people go through yeah and again this is a perfect segue into what we wanted this podcast to be about music and how much we love sam so those were the two things that's literally it sorry guys um that's all for today we said we love (laughs) peace out hombres (laughs) anyways but what i wanted to talk about was continuing on characters that artists develop Mm -hmm. i it's something that i also very much love i think the first person that kind of made it more mainstream was 21 pilots because oh, I didn't face. even know that they oh blurry, blurry case yes I think he had a couple more before that like I think um vessel I'm not gonna say that because I don't want a whole bunch of 21 pilots fans going up after me but like his biggest one was blurry face and like that mm-hmm. was a character he played for that entire album he would do the makeup for it and like he would do all this different stuff car radio is an emotional powerhouse yeah great amazing which that's what song. I was saying was like I think that was also a character like he each album he has a, his own character this newest one which i went to the concert we had mm-hmm. full, we did the mosh pit me and my friend i got his tickets oh my god the performance they're such great performers like literally it's a show when it started off with them literally having a car on fire on the stage and them coming up doing some dope ass performances it's amazing but i like that i think it's very creative when artists decide to create a character for their music but also I find it very interesting on a like psychological standpoint mm-hmm. because also I feel like often musicians create songs after things that happen in their lives. Like that's the best form and of songwriting. And it becomes a time capsule. Yeah. Exactly. And it's so interesting that I feel like characters are them trapping these emotions so that they can put on the mask and take it off whenever they need to. I totally get that. Yeah. Utilizing their ability to create songs. It's an outlet. It's it's very therapeutic. I can speak for that on a personal level because of things I've written. I, I can think off the top of my head of different and this is going to get really real because I don't talk about this very much. I mean, not that I'm like afraid of it I just never get the really the chance or the opportunity to speak in depth about it but there's a few metaphors that I've stuck to in a very big way one of them is there's this lyric that I wrote that's very important to me and also has a, a dope as fuck rhyming structure and I think it's it's another concept that has a lot of legs so it's I'm a conveyor belt of cries for help. I stain my friends in the ways I felt. And that's really important to me because 
when I look at myself, like essentially the way that I thought of all the concepts of my music and my lyrics and poetry and what have you is I wrote down a huge list of my biggest flaws and how I can relate them to this character or this image that I'm creating for myself as an artist, which I won't really be able to present in a big way until the future because I know it's going to take time to fully develop this in a real digestible way sorry I'm, I'm struggling with finding the right words but that's okay I I remember a, another thing I wrote that was very important to me was this song called spoon of lies and it was essentially about like I think one of the lines was I can't count how many times I've begged to be fed a spoon of lies, curse my appetite for a spoon of lies. And it's essentially, and I wrote this a long time ago, long time ago, like I probably like four or five years. And it was essentially about how I would prefer someone being nice to me in a fake way than, and only part of me feels this way because I'm really the opposite with the way that I treat people. But sometimes part of me wishes that if people hate me, they would still pretend to be nice to me because at face value, that kind of feels better to receive kindness, even if it's disingenuous. And it was kind of the same way that's, I wrote it when I was in this relationship where I kind of wish that, because I was like 17, that I kind of wish that he almost like pretended to like me for longer or like stuck it out longer. That derives from a part of me that is so desperate to be liked, so desperate to receive positive attention and a lot of it. And that part I wrote, A Conveyor Belt of Cries for Help, it's like I am just constantly begging for different kinds of attention and begging for like trouble in my life and and drama and things to go wrong in a way one toxic part of me is being so drawn to and so fixated on trouble on struggle on bad things in my life on drama that's surrounding me my own internal conflict and more specifically external conflict as in like my environment being just chaos so that whole being a conveyor belt of Christ for help is essentially me always throwing out little like oh like come help me from this I need someone else like this dependency that I have where I feel so incapable of controlling myself in so many different aspects of my life that's I, I that's just one of the examples of of different metaphors that I've created that I've stuck to in a very big way. I wrote that line like over a year ago and it's still very much in the forefront of my mind and still very much something that I'm like, oh, this is such a solid concept. I really hold on to it. I've been talking for a while, so I'll hand it off to you. I was gonna say, so your persona is kind of like someone who is, I wouldn't say desperate or maybe desperate, just someone who- I mean, that's not a bad word choice for sure. And I own it. Because, like, I, there's a lot of negative connotations towards... The word desperate. The word, yeah, the word desperate. Seeking, you know, uh, yeah, very, seeking. like, yearning. But, um, like, it's a part of yourself, the needy part of yourself that you definitely don't always feel proud of, but it's yeah. still part of you. So that's very interesting that you chose that to express it. I mean, a lot of people can relate to it. Mm-hmm. 
like Melly Martinez's thing is pretty much being a hyper emotional, being hyper. Yeah, she's crybaby. She Mm -hmm. cries about a lot of stuff. I'm also very emotional. Yeah. And I own it. And, you know, the reason I chose conveyor belt is because conveyor belts are just constantly putting out stuff. And typically a lot of it uh, subconsciously can be a bit manufactured. Like there are problems I had, like specifically in high school. Sometimes I I would want to just like fabricate problems out of nowhere. And what that did was unknowingly like delegitimize the problems that I actually had. And what it all stemmed from was a chemical imbalance called being fucking bipolar. Like (laughs) that is a very legitimate thing that is, you know, for, for those of you out there who don't know, it's genetic. It was passed on to me by multiple members of my family, specifically on Thanks, my dad's Dad. side. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> what? Really? Yo. Literally, I was talking to my dad Daddy about issues. it. And he was like, yeah, I have. He was like, yeah, I have manic depression. Your grandma had it too. And I was like, thanks yep. for fucking me over. <laughs> yeah. And part of me, you know what? It's like you got to learn to own these flaws of yourself. And even though it has been a massive hindrance in my life in many ways you know at the end of the day I can't really regret something about myself because what it's what it has done is it's helped me to create wonderful like music and very meaningful and powerful lyrics that I've, I've I've written about it and Halsey recently released a song called Clementine about being bipolar I don't know if you've listened I've to ne- I haven't listened to it yet have you listened I told you I'm not like I don't know you're Halsey's not big on going Halsey? through Halsey's going through a phase right now and I don't know Oh, like, it's a great phase. What the fuck are you talking I about? Haven't, I haven't been like, it's not my, it's not my type of music. Have you heard 11 minutes? Yeah, I was so okay good. with that. So you haven't. It's a great, awesome music video. Yeah. Oh, fucking. Uh, such that a great concept. concept was amazing. Yeah. But like the song was like. I love was, the song. Do you want to know why? Why? Because I don't know if you watched the genius about it, but. Youngblood was saying how he was inspired by a song by Brand New, and I knew exactly what song he was talking about. It's called Jesus Christ by Brand New, which is an amazing song, and it's another perfect segue into another thing, another topic that I wrote very heavily about. It's about being an atheist, and there's so many lyrics in that song that it's one of those songs to me, it's just like such a perfect song, and there are two songs about atheism that are so powerful to me and have been very inspiring, but the way the song opens up is, Jesus Christ has a pretty face, the kind you'd find on someone I could save. If they don't put me away, well, it'll be a miracle. But this one line in it, I think it's in the bridge, where, oh my god, it's so beautiful. It's, I know you'll come in the night like a thief, but I've had some time alone to hone my lying technique. And essentially what the, what that's saying is feeling like you need to pretend to believe in God in order to get into heaven, that sort of feeling of pressure. And then uh, it's like, I know you're coming like the thief. I know you think that I'm someone you can trust, but I'm scared I'll get scared and I swear I'll try to nail you back up. Meaning... I'll turn you into this like figure of my imagination and I'll just get afraid of dying and I'm just going to make you into this character again and not into something that I truly believe in. So do you think that we could work out a sign so I'll know it's you and that it's over um, so we won't need to try? Oh, what's that last word? In that it's over so I won't need to try. I think maybe that's that is the word, but to have such beautifully 
profound like written words that's just so impressive to me that he was able to so yeah the band is called brand new i'm not too big on the rest of their stuff but that song is always going to be is sort of up on my list of i'm sure you and i both have a mental list of songs that we'll never ever get sick of and that's up there as one of the most influential like songs to me and there's another song about being an atheist by the 1975, which is an am- which you sent me like three like three songs from like their biggest album, which I don't know what the name of it is. It's mm-hmm. probably their first album. Um, the first album is just I think just called the 1975. Yeah, the second- 1975. It has sex and all that. Sex. That entire album sounds the same to me. Does not. Uh, I literally false. listened to the album and it sounds like one song that never stops with the exception of like one the or city, two songs that like the city slow down. and sex sound nothing like girls and settle down like i Se- sex and girl i don't i don't there sex and girls are profoundly different one is a hard rock song that's guitar driven the other one is an 80s pop sounding song that's synthesizer driven i don't know you're to me, full of shit to me all their songs sound like they have synthesizers and all that shit. Like it sounds like eighties pop songs that just, I don't know. I mean, yes, they do have an eighties pop. And it's their, and it's their style. Like I'm not trying to bash on their style. It's just, I I just, it's like, you can't say much because you haven't listened to anywhere near enough of their discography to really form a solid opinion. Listen, My sister just played their albums on repeat. Which one? There's three albums. I I think she was playing the night, the year, like the first one, the 1970s. Okay. Well then that was, their that was their freshman album like so obviously they've grown profoundly as artists since then but the song is off their sophomore album um it's called if i believe you and i will never get over how flawless this hook is and i'm a sucker for a really good hook like something that is perfectly encapsulates the entire message of the song in a very short, sweet, to the point way because that's something I struggle with. I'm so bad at writing hooks. I'm so bad at melodies. I'm great at wordplay, rhyming structures, and metaphors. But when it comes to the the structure of it, how it's packaged, and you know, sort of the way a song is presented, that's something I'm very bad at. Is I don't know how to sing it. I just know how to read it as like a piece of poetry. So the hook in this song is flawless. Uh, So it goes, if I believe you, would that make it stop? If I told you I need you, is that what you want? I'm broken and needy and begging for help. And I'm asking you, Jesus, show yourself. And it's just such a, I'm a sucker for like a nice four line chorus. It's so, or is that four lines? I don't know, but it's in a nice like four bar structure. So it says everything it needs to say in such a small amount of words. I really, I actually like really like that because my mom always said, you're an atheist until you need something. Ooh, yeah. And that's like actually a huge, like I even catch myself doing it. Like if I'm so desperate enough, like I pray yeah that's something like a lot of atheists do and i think it's also because like most people are raised the old just in case pray oh my god but Uh, yeah just in case like (laughs) hey god i know i always say this and i always turn my back on you but like be a homie for once and like you know i know i don't kill my cat i know i don't believe you at all but could you do me this one solid please i'm like oh my god if any if you do anything in the world like i think my cat got really sick and like mm-hmm. almost died and I pr- and I prayed because like I was that desperate. I've had this cat since I lived in Tampa 
And I moved to Orlando in 2005. I am so an atheist. Um, no, but yeah, so but like it was just I I was raised Catholic and like religion was really big when I was a kid. So I think also with a lot of atheists, it's easy to fall back on that, especially if you're super desperate. It's like a safety net. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, it's like I, a form I of still comfort. I still don't believe in God. And I said and I said I was like, listen, make this keep my cat alive. I'll believe in you. Mm-hmm. I just the idea you can't force of it. yeah you the, really can't the idea of God like even if he was real and a lot of times I talked to him as if he's real he's a real, dick that, y'all read yeah. the Bible <laughs> he's a like I'm so sorry unlike Autumn I don't mm, religion's weird I like what it d- gives to people but depends usually depends on yeah. it there's a lot of toxic parts of it and like, yeah I know no I know like there's there's so much things like the reason why I'm an atheist is because I refuse to believe in like most of the things that like is preached and stuff like that. I'm generally very anti-religious, very sacrilegious. Um, and the thing is like, I don't, I like religion for the fact that it offers people something that we don't need. We don't need that crutch. And a lot of times religion does make people into good people, but then, then a lot of times the people who ruin it by not getting with the times they, and not they uh, it's like they're setting a bad representation of religion and of religious people and i can definitely appreciate if someone finds solace and finds almost a method of healing themselves or becoming a better person through religion i can't fault that however what upsets me is that if someone's able to do that they were already capable of it without religion. Yeah. The fact that they are depending on it and giving credit to a religion instead of giving credit to themselves. Oh my God. That's literally my, and when I explain it to people, people don't get it. And that's my main reservation reason mm-hmm. for not liking God. And like, just the idea of God is I did shit myself. Yeah. Like hell, I'm going to give credit for all my hard work yeah, to someone else. Exactly. The, and I, can't, I just can't stand it. This idealistic, you know, imaginary bullshit of, of people. Again, it's, it's about giving so much credit to a higher power. We grant too much power to something we can't see, we can't hear. Like the most we can do about this, this so-called phony baloney God, <laughs> this so-called God figure is the most we can give it is like I said, this just blind faith, which I think is so dangerous. Blind faith is so fucking dangerous to blindly go into something and be like, well, I just believe. Yeah, okay, if you continue to apply that logic to anything else, well, I'm with an abusive uh, boyfriend right now. I believe he'll stop, but he can t- his track record shows that he's still fucking beating you. Like, you can't... And I know that that's a very extreme example, but that's just the first one that I thought of is, like, staying in something abusive because of blind faith. I don't think the problem is Christianity. I think it's the organization of it. Organized religion is... I don't like organized religion. The Catholic Church is... Disgusting. Heavily corrupt and just a business jehovah witnesses and i can say this because i've had a lot of people in my life that have been jehovah witness i have family members that are jehovah witness it's a religion i literally cannot fucking run away from Mm -hmm. i fucking hate it it's literally a cult they have elders they have all this different shit and like according to the religion blood is sacred so if you're a good christian in the jehovah witnesses eyes you say no to blood transfusions 
Oh, no. My aunt, my grand, it was my mom's aunt passed away because she was Jehovah Witness and her religion prevented her from doing blood transfusions for her cancer. Dude, science. And Man, what the fucking times. And literally when she was like almost on her deathbed, she asked her doctor was like, is my religion the reason why I'm dying? And they were like, yeah. Dude, what's so fucked up is that it's like, look, you can believe whatever the fuck you want, but these books that you are subscribing to in a very big way were written thousands and thousands before before technological advances before science before they found ways to cure people and i'm sorry like you can have whatever issues you want about because i know that there's a big debate with religious people around things like birth control Mm -hmm. and i think that there's a tiny bit of validity to that if you want to talk shit about hormones and you want to talk shit about like different prescription medications yes there's something there to dig into and there's something there that is valid however there is an you can religious people cannot deny the fact that vaccines have fucking saved lives have cured people they can't deny seeing people being saved from cancer being saved from different like how can you look that in the face and be like sorry my blood's sacred can't share it boo or, or like, oh, oh, fucking organ donors. Organ donors. People had their lives being saved by people who have gotten to an accident and have, like, signed up I'm to an allow organ their... Donor. I'm like, yeah, take everything. I don't need their, a heart. I barely ex- have one. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, how can someone with a straight face legitimately deny not only the l- legitimacy of that, but the importance of that? The importance of... It's ridiculous to me. It is so whack like it is so dumb that people that religious people can hold on so tightly to their religion that they can hold on enough to completely deny the advancements of science and of technology that are literally changing the world in yes some negative but some positive way the same thing goes for religion negative and positive there's pros and cons to literally everything but it's like that is something that's one thing i for the life of me, I will never let go of that opinion of it is so ridiculous to completely deny the legitimacy of, of science and technology and medicine just because of religion. Yeah. But getting back to, Oh, I was going to say one more thing. I am convinced that whoever the fuck wrote the, wrote the Bible hated the Greeks. (laughs) I literally think that whoever wrote the Bible was like, fuck these Greeks. Because if you look back at Greek culture, Literally every single thing they did is repented in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I think I use that. I think that's Weird. the right phrasing for it. Because bestiality against the Bible. The Greeks did that shit. Oh. Polyamory. There it is. Polyamory. Polyamory. Mm-hmm. I said I thought of there Which was is an being very popularized yeah I, it's I was kind of against the bible because abraham had like 12 wives yeah not true but still depends on what state you're in like mormonism or whatever oh I my god know. mormons are fucking yeah. creeps it's funny i don't know much about religion or especially i don't know much about different religions all oh, i, I know I is that my all i really know with solidity is my opinions on very specific parts of religions and i can admit that with pride because i'm self-aware about it but yeah getting back at least to- you are at least you don't like preach and we're like you admit you're like i don't know everything yeah. but the parts that i do know fuck that shit people, i'm dipping out people need to stop speaking so boldly about things they really know nothing about so which is why when you know when musicians come out and start talking about politics i 
can tolerate that to a certain degree. Same. Like if you're going to speak about social issues, go ahead and do that. But I think that you have to know your place and you have to know when to stop because at the end of the day, you're a musician, you're an artist, you're not a politician. But the same th- on the other end of the coin, if a politician comes out and starts talking shit about certain kinds of music, like most specifically, the biggest example in my mind is Republicans coming out and speaking poorly about rap music. With that in particular, guess what? You're a politician. You don't know shit about music. Speak about what you know about. Know your limitations. Know what you know and know what you can say with conviction and what you can say with some actual knowledge behind it. Because otherwise, you're just spewing garbage that's not valuable that you don't need to do. And you're just tooting your own... You're just giving yourself this this power and this self-importance of, oh, well, my opinion matters even though I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's so... It's so ignorant. But... Getting back to uh, the song we were talking about before, Jesus Christ by Brand New, that's something that I've, I've written about a lot. And another metaphor that I used multiple times is called the crosswalk. And the reason that that's a very solid metaphor to me is when you're at like a crosswalk, right? You're about to go to one side of the road, mm-hmm. but also cross meaning Jesus died on the cross. That's also a big or symbol of religion. the fact that he had to walk his cross to yeah, where he was going to get. It's a very solid metaphor. Which I love. One, I, I'm i not religious at all, but I love religious metaphors. Mm-hmm. I think oh, yeah. Religion's such a... See, I don't hate... Like, I hate organized religion. I hate when it's like the Ten Commandments of Christianity and Judaism. Those are good commandments. Yeah. Like you can't really fight back on those. I feel like you're about to say, but you like the way uh, religion can be utilized in, in art. In art. It's yes. such a beautiful, because at the same time, like you see stories in the Bible yeah, and, and like some of them are really cool and like really like beautiful stories. Um, there's also some that are just fucking ridiculous, but the metaphors of religion, especially since it's such a huge thing um, in everybody's life. One and of the biggest culture defining. Yeah, it's the biggest religion in the world. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. So it's but, really cool when I see artists use that. Like Lady Gaga utilizes a lot of religious undertones. She literally has a song called Judas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that's one thing. Panic and I the will. Disco does the same thing. Yeah. And I'll always give credit to um, religion to be able to one of the main like attributes of art and it is accredited the renaissance to paintings. religion and love, different love yeah exactly different art forms it's been directly undeniably influenced by religion so of course it has its like its pros and its cons but king princess i don't know if you've heard of her she's a great artist she's gay and she writes very heavily about lesbianism and everything and she her main song that first song i heard by her is i shit you not it's called pussy is god great song actually and Isn't that just god is a woman <laughs> yeah essentially but better um but better yeah so she she's fucking young too she's like your age which makes me so pissed because she's, she's like she's 19 she's like 19 or 20 right now she's so young and she's gorgeous so yeah that's hot. what pisses me off about Billie eilish is she's so successful at I, a young she's age younger she, than both of us what literally the shit? she makes me feel like i do nothing with my life and it makes yeah. me sad and as a musician looking at people like that who are so successful i'm like damn it dude but at the same time it's the right place at the right time exactly yeah and you have to wait till you're ready was i telling you about the i think i told i think i talked about it on the last podcast about the girl the girl who she lives in a van yes you did yeah she somehow Stroke blew up 
But anyways, I don't want to get too off topic here. I want to try to stay because I think I know where we are right now. But yeah, so her name's she calls herself King Princess, which I think is a great stage name because it's perfectly like fighting against gender stereotypes. I really it's like, like Mr. It. Kate, which is also another YouTuber. Yeah. Have you ever heard of her? No, but I, I haven't. But anyways, so yeah, King Princess and she uses a lot of religious metaphors like she has a song called holy and it's a juxtaposition in a way because for the most part it's been widely accepted that religion is very anti-gay so she kind of almost flips that flips that on its head and pisses on the religion yeah yeah essentially like very like blasphemous but i think in a non-offensive way like she well Pussy is God maybe is a little bit offensive, not to me, obviously, but I think no, Christians people, will be pissed. A lot of people were pissed about the whole God is a woman yeah, thing. Yeah, which is so stupid. It's a fucking metaphor. Sit and down. Like, honestly, the most God, yeah, it gives like male pronouns. Sexism. It gives, it gives its male pronouns inside Patriarchy. the Bible. However, again, it's a celestial being. It's supposed to be an entity rather it's than an agender. Yeah, so, like, why get so pissed? Now, I have my... I was going to continue... Sorry to interrupt you. You first. But I think the more offensive... Like, if anybody got offensive by, offended by God is a woman, I think it's the sex... Like, sexualizing it, because literally the lyric is, after, like, spending a night with me or something like that, you will believe God is a woman. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, pretty much, I'm going to fuck you so good yeah. that you're going to be worshipping me and thinking that God is a woman. I have many issues with that song. I, yeah, I, I don't I like it. I don't. I, I actually like it. Shockingly enough. I mean, I'm not I a big Ariana Grande fan either. Me either. Uh, the music actually, video was the most oh, no, visually the music, stunning thing I've ever seen. Yeah. The music video I thought was like weird. It was what? Cool. It, was, it was gorgeous. It, it was it was good the in certain aspects. The editing that went... Dude, the production quality on that was it was just, fucking But the real. thing is, it was literally like a crackhead's pipe dream. But no, I have my own issues with that song. I think it's a fun song. I had fun with it for like a few months. It's a fun song. Am I going to bop to it right now? Maybe. It's a empowering song. I've tried to sing that. At the end, that gospel part does give me goosebumps. (gasps) That's what I was going to say. I love gospel in songs like the the choir you know, so you know what, what you know what choir. has gospel and choir in it the song if i believe you by the 1975 that i brought up earlier beautiful 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 amazing song it has gospel in it yep i yep, they, yep, 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 they yep, just yep, yep. it just doesn't i don't know you I've haven't listened to you haven't because you haven't seen their yeah. good stuff and but like I at the same time you, like i have too many i have too many bands that i have in my head already i really don't need another one i am definitely gonna oh, show you you know what band disappointed me lately what the arctic monkeys oh with their recent I've album never been a the fan. hotel whatever it's called their first two albums are really good it's so funny that you like them because a lot of at people... first i hated them yeah i, I did too they're very pretentious a they're, lot of people no, very cl- part, a lot of people really closely relate arctic monkeys to the 1975 mm-hmm. i think it's just their aesthetic and because they're both british i think that's the only thing i was thing gonna say if i listen to the 1975 especially the new songs i'm i i'll admit i'm i would probably most likely like it because that's how i they're, am but the arctic monkeys when i first heard their album am i absolutely hated it then i listened to it again and it's i love it so and everybody you, loves it it's the most famous album so you haven't listened to any of the ones that i sent you because i looked through the list i haven't listened to it yet because i've been like busy aka i fell asleep at 7 a.m or 7 p.m last night and woke up this morning mm-hmm. <laughs> 
which was really nice. I like recognized a lot of the songs because I've heard it before. Like because I somebody else. Yeah, I've heard that too. Amazing, such a good song. Um, I get it. I've listened. I how I usually go with a lot of artists is I listen to their album once through, and if I like a song, I save it. I promise I'll give the 1975 a shot. Just let me do it at my own terms because if don't force anything on me or I'm gonna hate it. Book reports. I'm a I'm an avid reader. Never read not even one book that I've ever gotten in my entire life for school. It's very difficult to consume an entire album because you instantly pick out your favorites. So it's very listen to. It's very hard to listen to a full body of work when every now and then you're you're just comparing one song to the next but i mean i do want to really show you i'm not going to force on you but i did really want to show you like some of their music videos but Mm -hmm. in which case you wouldn't know their music videos are beautiful like i've seen their music videos i love music videos so much i love especially ones with like stories like literally i want like melanie martinez which is full circle which is an actual movie. Go watch it on YouTube, which that was incredible. She had it playing in, I think, AMC theaters. And then she had that going on for like a month. And then she released it on YouTube, too. So, so everyone could see it around the real world. Real quick question that I didn't get to finish earlier. So you said what? you're not a huge Halsey fan. Well, I loved her first album. Badlands. Like, that's my favorite album. Yeah, Badlands. Mm-hmm. Second album, I liked a lot of the songs. 100 Letters, all obviously. Them. Great song. I was like, mm. oh, so good. It was I love okay. that. But That's then like her new music, I just, I, I'm not going to say they're bad songs. They're just not my cup of tea. It's so funny because I think this is the best phase because she's the, ever been in. Like, no, I, I just, the style of Badlands, for some reason, I really like when people incorporate real life noises into their music. That's why I loved Billie Eilish music so much. Oh, okay. It's because she incorporates, yeah. Like drive, I love how she incorporates oh, the dinging yeah, of like having a door yeah. open into the music. Thank you. And she then, has like, that slow banter. Yeah, yeah. she literally had like her entire first album pretty much had a bunch of those. Good song too. And drive. that's oh my god, I love that song so much. Yeah, that's that's the type of I lo- that's my favorite type of music when people incorporate other things like real life noises into it because multifaceted instrumentals. Yeah. yeah, for some reason that's my favorite type of music. That's why I loved it so much. But this, the lyrics for Halsey's new songs are good. So great. Like Nightmare, that's a really good, like the lyrics are great. I just I don't like, yeah. I don't, w- yeah, like I would listen to it and I would get goosebumps, not from the music, but just from the lyrics. Yes. And that's how I am Absolutely. also with, I wanted to bring this out earlier and go to our more basic side of life, which mm-hmm. is One Direction. Someone, oh, we here we bo- go. We both love One Direction. They're a pop band, obviously, and they're like targeted for teenage girls. But they have how- some great lyrics. However, a lot of their lyrics are so good. Over Again, one Over, of the greatest songs that's ever written. My, yeah. Over Again is my favorite <laughs> One Direction song of all time. That and Happily, but the acoustic version because those Zane High notes in there. Yeah. And I really loved, r- yeah, so Over Again, version. Over Again, you can very much tell that Ed Sheeran had a huge influence oh, on it. Oh, hell yeah. It's, he's all over that track. And um, another song, I think the lyrics are pretty good, but the best part about it is the harmonies, Irresistible. Yeah. Yes, so good. So for those of you who don't know, there's a wonderful song by One Direction off their second album, which it's crazy to think that this was only their second album and I had a song this good. It's called Over Again. And a few, some of the lyrics have really, really great rhyming structures, really great like play on words. Um, That's probably my 
one of my all-time favorite songs. Like I can listen to it over yeah, it's in, and it's over in my top it's over and over again. Over it's it's definitely yeah. in my top like 20 top 50 just cuz I have a lot to choose from, but you know, one of the lines I remember I wrote it down when I was a freshman in high school in art class, like we were just writing down quotes and I was like it was the second verse something that I think it was like tell me with your mind body and spirit, spirit. I'm going to tears fall down like the showers that are British. Whether we're together or apart, we can both remove the mask and admit we regret it from yeah. the start of you'll pretend and I forget the start. because yeah. I just remember Louis always has such a British voice when he sings and it's the cutest <laughs> thing British. in the world. He's, yeah. Story of my life. Sorry, that's a basic song, but I love My mom Ni- is obsessed with I that loved song. Niall's part of, what was it? I already have goosebumps. It's, um, <laughs> leave my heart are open, but it stays, stays right here empty for days. No. It was like it stays right here in its cage. Oh, oh my god! Right, the little lyric switch up. I love yeah, that. I that was really good. Another one is "Ready to Run." There's a lightning in your eyes. I can't deny. Mm-hmm. But then there's me inside a sinking boat, running out of time. Yeah, that lyric brings me to. I don't know why, but that's literally probably that's probably my all time favorite One Direction lyric is. I don't know. I just love yeah. the story. How Fool's Gold is another really oh, great, really very solid lyrical song. And it's like, it's funny on their fourth album or right. Was it, it their was four f- when, yeah, when they, when Zayn had left. So one of the songs, maybe it was the fifth album then. Well, I'm trying to think. Made but in it the was, AM? It, yeah. I think what song was it? One that, okay. So it was, it's called, uh, what a feeling. What a feeling to be right here. That's in the that's in Made in the AM. So good. Um, <clears throat> sounds like some Coldplay yeah. shit. Same thing goes for you and I. Cause you and I. Yeah, we don't want to be like them. But yeah, no, they have some very, very solid like lyrics, and it's because they got help from people like Ed Sheeran and, you know, Stockholm Syndrome. Great oh, I hate song. That song. You hate Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah. I think one Who of my least. I think are you fucking I think one of my me? least favorite albums was actually Four. They had some really what good bangers. Like Fool's Gold was really good. Ready to Run again. That lyric is so good. Like you, didn't I can just l- oh literally. Oh my I, god, I'm so pissed. Yeah, it was just Girl Almighty was shit. I don't know. I didn't like it. Um, Not a fan of Girl Almighty. Either. What is it? Clouds? I didn't like Clouds. Um, I like Change Your Ticket. Come change Your Ticket. I didn't like that either. Where I, I literally wanna, only liked uh, like uh, probably four or five. I songs really don't want to punch you in the. F- I don't want to fight right my now. My favorite. No, literally my all time favorite, and I think it's because 2013 was such a year to be alive and be a One Direction fan. Mm-hmm. 2013 just gave us so much. It gave us too much. <laughs> it gave us Midnight Memories, which I think is hands Diana, down their so great. best Freaking album. Diana, Diana, let me be the one to. to. Oh my god, do you remember when we released a song that they didn't even like release? Um, um, yeah. she's so, so mean, sweet. But I, I gotta, gotta love it, it and, and I just can't, can't let her go. Literally, oh. they ended up selling that song to another guy, but we fucking leaked she's it. A tempting animal, love, but and I, I never let her go. For my closing oh, statement, because it's already like time for us to end this yes i wanted to like elaborate more i'm sorry for going back to ready to run and then the whole lightning in your eyes i can't deny and there's me inside a sinking boat running out of time i like that because obviously it's i just like the story behind it it's a guy that's seeing a girl who he absolutely obviously means the world of yeah and kind of is like wow she's going so many places and i wish i can go up there with her but i'm not And like, holy shit, let me tell you how many stories flew through my mind, because that's where a lot of my stories come from, is from either things that happen in my life, things that I say, or 
sorry, lyrics that I hear. Yeah, they can be very, they can really paint a picture and really elicit emotions. And sometimes there have been times I've listened to lyrics and I was reconnected with memories I forgot I even had. I was like, oh my God, that happened to me. I totally forgot. Meaning like, it's a memory, you know what happened, but it's tucked in the back of your mind and then something evokes it it and you're like, oh, I don't think about that memory very often. You know, you don't revisit, like memories are something you can revisit and like it's a place you can go in your mind like your mind get, like it's actually it's electric travel. charges that go through your brain and you just gotta make sure you get the right technically one memory. as a matter of fact technically <laughs> as a matter of fact one minute guys let me kick out my retainer one sec you gotta listen then you okay guys i'm fine no oh, mine I'm is uh, that. one <laughs> minute let me kick out my retainer i'll be right back sorry about that so i'm back now <laughs> so i sound exactly the same <laughs> or like one second Hey, what's up, you guys? That's what I'm saying is, like, go from super nerdy to being, all right, boys, like, tee Teehee. Or, like, Um, going, what's up? Oh, my God. So, to wrap up my, because I know we had a lot of, like, we splintered off into a lot of branches that uh, didn't completely come to full circle. But I would say to finish it off uh, real quick about the religion thing, because we can talk in more depth about it in in a... like Another further episode. in a different episode but i'd say to finish this off because i i think we pretty much covered the ground of like we talked about one direction and we talked about lyrics i think we have to circle back to melanie martinez maybe in a different episode mm-hmm. but i think we got out most of what we had to say no um, i want you to watch Melanie martinez's movie i will and yeah. then we can talk about Melanie Martinez. Yeah, you're right. Good point. We can have an episode like dedicated to music. But to finish this off... Um, More dedicated oh, to music. Yeah, you're right. Um, we got into mental health in this. So, I mean, we, we definitely bit. branched I off. I really could have gotten more into that. For sure. And that's going to be a future episode. We talked about our periods. Wit and like... And Sam. Sam. <laughs> we talked about sexual contraceptives. Which, I was going to say... Um, I... <laughs> This can be like something funny just so we can lighten up the mood a bit. Okay. All right. So I took a vaginal bacteria test today Uh. because my friend got diagnosed with chlamydia. Ah. Never done anything with her, obviously. But like, it's just like, you know, it made me feel self-conscious because I haven't gotten STD tested. I haven't either. And I know I need to, but I'm so scared. Usually like, like chlamydia and a lot of um std like the most common stds are bacterial so Mm -hmm. i took the test to see if i was like had any bacteria up in there but i didn't know how to take the test i thought it was a urine test so it changes it changes color to blue (laughs) when it's positive so when i peed on it it instantly went blue and like (laughs) i walked out back to my sister because she was with me and i was like i was like it came out blue and she was like, what? And she was freaking out. But for some reason, the moment like I saw it, I kind of accepted it. Like, <laughs> if I have an STD, I deserve it. Because, like, but- I wasn't the safe or I, I'm not the smartest when it comes to sex and, like, being safe and stuff like that. But then I told my sister, I was like, yeah, I peed on it. She's like, you dumb cunt. Like, you have to swab it up in there, which was very, that was much more awkward than I thought it was going to be. So real quick to finish it off, I know this is not on topic with what you just said, um, <laughs> but to finish up the religion thing and then another thing I wrote, because I know I'll forget it. I, I'll forget it next forget time. It. <clears throat> I, know I'll fo- I know I'll forget it next I'll, time. I'll, fo- I'll forget I'll it. I'll forget it. I'll forget it. So, um, one lyric I wrote that's about being an atheist, it's also very important to me. Um, another great rhyming structure by yours truly, Autumn. But 
I wrote it when I was literally like 11. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, fuck off. It was actually 16 when I was like on Molly and was <laughs> fucking my boyfriend, who was a DJ at fucking, the time. Fucking my boyfriend's friend. <laughs> who was Savage. also a DJ at the time. Um, and like, this they just were came to me. They were co-DJs. <laughs> they were actually, despite being best friends, they were like enemies. It was like really weird. There was weird, a lot of competition. It was a lot of competition. It was and like I was the very own Vampire Diaries. Like, anyway, so sorry. this lyric that's very important to me, it's, I'm not lost, but I'm still worried. Eyes uncrossed, it's all still blurry. Plenty of time, but I'm still in a hurry. Eyes uncrossed, it's all, to, all still blurry. And like, again, that's a play on the whole crosswalk thing. And what I mean by that when I say, I'm not lost, but I'm still worried. Meaning like, I'm not so far removed from religion that, you know, I I don't recognize its importance. Or I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not so far gone that I'm completely in my own world, but I'm still worried in the sense that like, oh shit, you know, I'm not lost in fear of, of death or whatever, but I'm still worried about what's real, what's not real and what is true. And it's so, it's essentially saying like, I'm pretty sure, but I'm also still questioning. And then eyes uncross this all still blurry is essentially like, because you know how when you cross your eyes, it gets blurry. Yeah. It's, I mean, it gets blurry for me all the time, but that's because yeah. I don't wear my glasses. Um, really cool story. So, um, <laughs> very much um, important, Autumn. And uh, I would like to say. It's relevant. I like to say, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, because I just want to finish this up. That's why. So. Eyes uncrossed, it's also blurry. It's essentially like, it has two meanings, right? The literal meaning is my eyes are uncrossed. Therefore, there's no, I'm not seeing, like my vision isn't blurry. But at the same time, my eyes are uncrossed, meaning I don't see God. But it's all still blurry, as in it's all still very confusing to me. And then plenty of, uh, plenty of time, but I'm still in a hurry, meaning I still got all the rest of my life left. But I want to know right the fuck now what is true. I want to know what happens after I die. I'm afraid of death. So it's a lot about religion, a lot about death. Um, We can speak further about it in a future episode. We can have an entire episode dedicated to religion because there's a lot to dig into there. There That being said, I think we covered a lot of ground today. A lot of different topics. We got music, got religion, got mental health, got uh, Sam, got uh, contraceptives. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Big shout out to our caller, Luan, who called into the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Luan, for calling in. This is also dedicated to Samuel, Sammy, Sammy girl. Love you. Sammy boy. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Have a lovely day, you guys. Don't forget to follow us on our social medias and, and donate to our Patreon. So, are you setting that up? I am gonna set it up once I finish our new logo. Okay. Oh wait. Um, oh, this has what? been Runaway Brains with A and K. Oh, should we reverse that since you start off saying by the title and then I say the names and then we reverse it at the end? <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're mixing it up this episode. We're going to switch our lives. Keeping it spicy. So this has been Runaway Brains. With A and K. That That stands for Autumn. And Kaylin. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.